Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach's Corner. In this episode, I'm going to speak to you about vulnerability. Vulnerability is something that I talk about a lot on this show. You hear my callers being very vulnerable with me and with you. And it's definitely a strength that we as human beings have to be vulnerable with other people. And vulnerability doesn't mean just crying all the time or exposing our deepest, darkest wounds or having to share the most intimate, secretive parts of ourselves. It also doesn't mean just talking about the quote unquote bad or difficult things in our life. Vulnerability is really about intimacy. It's about allowing another person to see us. If you think about intimacy, it's in to me see. And not just see where we're struggling, our perceived weaknesses, pains or challenges we're going through, but also seeing all the amazing things about us. It's also about sharing everything in our life that's amazing. Vulnerability is incredibly important to our emotional and mental, and I think even physical well-being. But what's even more important is who we're vulnerable with. The reason why so many of us have trouble with vulnerability and intimacy is because we probably had a situation where we exposed ourselves, we shared something with someone, we expressed ourselves, and then it didn't go well. We got rejected, we got ridiculed, we got told something that made us feel less than, and so we decided, oh wow, it's not safe to show myself, so I'm just going to keep my feelings inside. I'm not going to be too big or too much, I'm just going to try to blend in and really Really not expose myself. But in that self-protective decision, we miss out on deeper intimacy with people. So in this episode, I'm going to be giving you some tips for vulnerability, especially regarding choosing who to be vulnerable with. So before we dive in, I just want to share that I'm currently in Australia. Many of you who are part of my tribe and follow my life and my story, you know that we moved out of our home last weekend, actually a week ago today, exactly. It was a very emotional move for both of us, especially me, because I've lived in California for 20 years and moving out of California... Wow, it was it was harder than I thought it was going to be. I think I'm still feeling... I'm still feeling some grief about it. And especially being in Australia, which I love, and it's been so beautiful to come back here with my husband. I've come to Australia six times, and now to come back with him is a very full circle moment. So that is exciting and beautiful and wonderful, and I love being here. And at the same time, I can feel the part of me that's saying goodbye to a massive chapter of my life. I wanted to share this with you to highlight two things. First is... Letting go of something or an ending doesn't have to be because it was bad. We left California and we're eventually moving to Austin in the spring, not because anything was wrong or we hated it or we just had to leave for some reason. It just came to an expiration date that was triggered by our landlord wanting to move back into our home, but we could have chose to find another home in California. But when we got that news, we both checked in and felt, hmm, maybe this time in California is complete and maybe we're being called to a new chapter, a new adventure. So California for me especially had an expiration date. And like I said, it wasn't bad. I don't hate California. I still love it very much and it will always be home for me, but it just feels like it's time for a change. 
And I want you to think about things in your life. Is there something that it's not bad, it's not awful, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's a job, maybe it's even a city, but you just feel maybe a little stagnant or you feel like something else is calling you forward or you feel like you need to make a change to get to the next level in your life, but you're waiting for something quote unquote bad to happen to give you that sign, well, maybe stop waiting. Just listen to those inner nudges or pay attention to those little signs or those little nudges. Remember, things don't have to be awful for you to make a change. The other thing I wanted to highlight from my story is that we always have different parts of us ourselves. So like I said, there's a part of me that's so happy and excited to be in Australia and happy about our new home in Austin and being closer to my family. And there's a part of me that's really sad and really grieving and already misses my friends and my home in California. And so it's just being aware and honoring all those parts. You're allowed to have more than one feeling at a time. And that's part of what vulnerability is, is being vulnerable enough with ourselves to know, hey, there are these different sides of me and different parts of me. And just because I'm excited about one thing and just because I know it's quote unquote a good decision doesn't mean I can't still grieve. And just because there's a part of me that's grieving doesn't mean that I can't also feel into the part of me that's excited. So just really honor all your parts, honor all your feelings instead of putting an expectation on yourself that you should feel a certain way or you should be only this or only that. We are multidimensional beings. We have lots of parts and lots of feelings. So it's important to honor and acknowledge all parts of ourselves. Before we dive into some of my tips for vulnerability, I want to thank my sponsor for today, BetterHelp. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Or perhaps vulnerability is something that's challenging for you and you'd like a little help with it. Well, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. They offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as stress, anxiety, depression, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and it's so convenient. You can get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Over It and On With It podcast listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code over it. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash over it. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash over it. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them access your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. Again, betterhelp.com slash over it and get 10% off your first month. So this Coach's Corner on vulnerability was actually inspired from a question from a listener. And she wrote, I know from listening to your show that vulnerability is a good way to be, but I find it difficult. The moment I notice that I feel I've lost control of a situation, rather than keep feeling vulnerable, I move away from it. For example, when I'm with people I date, rather than discussing my feelings, admitting my imperfections, or letting my faults show themselves, I'm more concerned with looking perfect as I can be and engage in more superficial conversations. Why does vulnerability feel so scary and awkward sometimes? Okay, so I'm sure, like I said earlier, that most of you listening can relate to a time when you expressed emotion and it was not received well. So we develop suppression techniques. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be teased. So instead of exposing ourselves, we suppress. 
So I asked this particular listener, I asked her some more questions about her past and I learned that her parents always expected her to have her stuff together and be a good example because she was the eldest child. So they put a lot of pressure on her to be a certain way. Emotion in her family was looked down upon and keeping it herself together was rewarded. So being on good behavior, always doing it right, those were the things that got her validation and love. So she decided at a young age that, hey, better for me to just zip it up, (laughs) suppress my emotions, put on my game face because that's the way I get love, attention, and belonging. So although it may seem like in situations like this, we're protecting ourselves, suppressing our expression actually erects walls around our heart and reinforces beliefs about it not being safe to genuinely share our feelings with another. As a result, we form relationships that are more based on fear rather than love. So rather than being truly authentic with others, we become strategic. Vulnerability is discounted because it just feels too risky. But we can't truly experience the delicious emotions that a relationship offers if we're not authentic and vulnerable. Remember how I said that intimacy can be read as into me see. We create intimacy with others when we allow ourselves to be fully seen Vulnerability is our way to break patterns of avoiding being truly seen for fear of how we will be received. If you're protecting and guarding yourself, you're unavailable for intimacy. And if you're unavailable for intimacy, then you'll most likely attract unavailable people. So if you crave true intimacy, here are some tips for how to be vulnerable. Number one, choose wisely. Vulnerability is tender and deserves TLC. Begin practicing vulnerability with someone who will not judge you, advise you, or attempt to interrupt your process. This person can be a dear friend, family member, mentor, coach, or counselor who will receive the gift of your vulnerability with compassion rather than judgment, rejection, or teasing you in any way. Next, ask for what you want. I really encourage you to create the context for sharing an authentic conversation by asking if the other person is willing to just listen. You can also request that they don't offer any advice unless you specifically ask for it. The purpose of vulnerability is not about problem solving. It's about exposing and releasing. So if you have a friend that you want to have a vulnerable conversation with, you can just simply say to him or her, hey, I just want to share something. And my request is that you just listen. I don't want any feedback. I don't want any advice. I really just want you to listen to me. Can you do that? And that gives specific instructions for how you want that person to respond. You see, as children and as young adults, we didn't know that we could ask people how we wanted them to treat us and how we wanted them to respond to us. We didn't have that kind of freedom or ability to do that. But as adults in our relationships, we can ask for what we need and we can't expect people to be mind readers. A lot of times people give advice or they give sympathy and they're in judgment. They don't even realize it because that's what they think you want. But if you request, Hey, I just really want you to listen. I'm going to share something that's hard for me to share. And I just want you to listen. Then give people a chance to really honor your requests. Okay. Third step, really state what you're feeling. If you feel nervous or even ashamed, I suggest calling it out by stating, I feel ashamed or I feel nervous to share this. Remember, one of the key ingredients of vulnerability is authenticity and intimacy. So let yourself be seen. If you're nervous before a conversation, say, hey, I feel butterflies in my stomach. I'm really nervous about this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Next, 
This is the fourth one. Share from your heart, not your head. Be aware of not recycling your emotions by just talking about them, judging them, or analyzing them. Really let yourself cry. Ride waves of anger or frustration by not restraining your voice or editing your words. True vulnerability is about letting the walls down and expressing how you're feeling without any editing. And next, shine some light on shame. The only way that we really heal shame is by getting it up and out. We don't heal shame by keeping secrets locked away. So share the secrets you've locked away because you've been too ashamed to speak them aloud. You don't have to keep all that in anymore. Choose people that are safe to share with. And like I said, at first it may be a coach or counselor so you know that you have that privacy and confidentiality. And eventually you can move on to trusted friends. And finally, let yourself be messy. Forget about grammar, making sense, looking pretty when you cry, doing it right, worrying about what the other person's thinking. Be free with your expression. Vulnerability is just about taking the masks off and the walls down. Please don't underestimate the power of vulnerability. Don't let fear stop you when it comes to being raw and real with others. To feel the love and connection we all yearn for, vulnerability is really required, you guys. Think of someone you feel really close to. There have been times when you maybe shared a feeling with that person that felt risky to expose, yet when it was received with love rather than judgment, your relationship probably got stronger. You probably trusted that person more. Vulnerability connects us. It's a great gift we give to another person when we let them see behind any mass or walls of emotional protection. Moreover, vulnerability is a priceless gift we give to ourselves because we're finally telling that part of ourselves that maybe we hid or shut down, that it's safe to be seen. And we all want to be seen. Sending you so much love and many blessings, everybody. Until next time.